It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Season 2, episode 15. Can't believe it's already 15 episodes in the season 2, Alejandro. The Devils remain uh, in a winning groove, although they did fall to the Blues uh, since last we talked. But they did pick up two additional wins with the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks. What a week, Alex. Um, Some positive hockey, but some negative team news. Um, How are you feeling? I mean, I think I feel better than a lot of fans that I saw when the Jack uh, Hughes injury happened. I I think kind of because Nico is out too. I think the uh, sentiment on social media was uh, season's over. But I think that Blackhawks win proved that very much not the season's over. And they'll they'll be okay, especially since I don't think Nico's out long term. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling fine, honestly. And and also, I, I... Also, the third period of the Blues game, too, right? I thought they they started to pick the pieces back up and play play some good hockey. So you saw some positive signs there leading into the Blackhawks game. Yeah, I thought the last even really 30 minutes of that Blues game, they were definitely better. Uh, it's just Jordan Bennington's found some new life to start this season, and he was actually pretty good that game. So, yeah, I thought they played well that, against St. Louis as well. All right, let's get into the Minnesota Wild game. Yeah, let's do it. Another game where they scored first and yep. another W. So that that's uh, kind of funny. I was, with it. I, yeah. What'd you say? I was just going to say, um, I mean, the wild penalty kill is just absolutely atrocious um, for that another game. Another three for five performance from the New Jersey Devils power play, which remains piping hot. Yeah, I mean, the Wilds penalty kill's got a, a whole bunch of issues to sort out going forward. It, was, it came into that game only, I think, um, uh, I think killing off about 67% of the power plays that they were facing. So it was a good spot for the Devils power play to, to really feast, and they did. Again, they were two for three, I think, in the first matchup on Sunday. Um, so, you know, this obviously they just took advantage of a bad, you know, penalty kill, and there we go. I mean, three for five, and that's really what won them the game, even though they played well at five and five that game as well. They did, but uh, we should definitely touch on Alex Holtz. He, he had a nice, nice first goal there. Yeah, that, um, that shot the, he scored on was, I think, you know, what everyone was expecting of him. Um, when the Devils drafted him seventh overall a few years ago, um, he looked good that game again. I think he's been playing pretty well um, for the most part um, this season. Bastion seemed to have a nice little chemistry going on that fourth line, even though I know that's you know what most listeners don't hope Alex Holt's line mate is, but they do seem to be gelling pretty nicely together. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I think even, you know, once everyone's healthy down the middle, you get McLeod back on that line. Um, with Bastion and Holtz, uh, could be pretty productive because McLeod looks really good to start this season. We'll probably get into that here in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think the chemistry, the thing is with McLeod, he's a good playmaker. Uh, you know, his shot, I mean, kind of just forget about it at this point. He's a great skater. Yeah, he's, that's why he's fit so well with Brat, and I guess now it's Tyler Toffoli based on how the, the Blackhawks game ended. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a great skater, which is why he, he can do like the hard work and transition for Holtz, even though I think Holtz has actually been kind of good in transition this year. I kind of seen him. Holtz on the forecheck, I must say. Uh, I, it surprised me a little bit. Yeah, he looks like a different player for sure. Um, you saw it in that wild game. I mean, even in the first wild game, he had a great um, setup to Jesper Brat. Um, but the goal was called back on offsides. So, um, yeah, I like what I see from him so far. I know fans want to see him in the top nine, at least, and I do too. But I think, you know, Ruff sees him playing well in this role right now, and he figures let's just keep him there for the time being. Um, I guess you let, can us, let his confidence right. keep growing. Just let his confidence keep growing. Keep his role to what he can be successful at. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think that's a little bit why they're they're playing him where they are right now. Um, it's so also why like, they're keeping Luke on the third pair, even though he's playing the most ice time. But similarly, maybe take Luke out of it, but sheltering a defenseman on the third line. Yeah, and you know Luke is sometimes moving up to Dougie Hamilton's pair when they need offense too. So Ruff has been moving them around uh, depending on the situation. So yeah, there's some similarities there as well. The second goal was gorgeous, too. I mean, tic-tac-toe, McLeod in the back of the net. Yeah, that. Um, I mean, that started with the Brat zone entry there, and then he just kind of you know, created some time and space for himself. He found Andre Palat, I think, cu- cutting down the opposite wing, and then Palat with a quick pass to McLeod, who just, yeah, easy tap in for the goal. Um, you know, as much as the Wilds penalty kill has struggled to start the season, too, they've been a pretty bad 5-on-5 team as well, so it was just a... That game was just really an advantageous spot for New Jersey to to do well. And they controlled play at five and five, and on you know special teams, obviously. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like what I saw from that line: Brad McLeod and Palat. Um, that game, I think Ruff, you know, obviously had to change them up a little bit with Jack coming out for the Chicago game. But yeah, I mean, McLeod has fit in there really well. Um, you can't expect him to put up the points that Nico Heischer did, but he's doing all the two way stuff that you want from Heischer. Um, so it's good to see that he's, you know, they haven't really missed a beat with Heischer out. Yeah, but Heischer coming back hopefully soon will definitely help boost that boost that roster. Yeah, the sooner he comes back, the better, obviously, because they can't go that long without him and Hughes. I think he'll catch up to them at some point. Exactly. Uh, other notables from this game, Meyer got his second goal. Hughes can... Cons- Continued on his piping hot point streak, similarly with Brat, multiple assists and a goal. And Dougie Hamilton seals it with what was a really odd ending to the game with a five on three and a goal uh, from Dougie to seal it. Slightly concerning that they gave up the Middleton goal. Uh, late in the game, it seems to be unfortunately a little bit of a trend that Devils are having a little bit trouble just finally putting these games to bed. Opposed to, I know they're getting the empty net goals, but you know, let's have a multi-goal lead going into these stretch stretch periods. 
Yeah, I mean, the Middleton goal was more on Vanacek. Uh, did not. You got to stop yeah. that one. Yeah, well, that yeah. Was, I'm just talking in general. You know what I mean? Like, it just. I thought they were playing well. Sickly. I thought they were playing well until that point, and then Vanacek, I'm just like, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, he was actually sticking with Vanacek. I thought he was pretty good that game for the most part. It was, um, it was that, that goal he gave up uh, to Middleton was not great. I, that's kind of been sort of the problem with him to start the season. Like he's making some of these ridiculous saves like he did against Chicago the other night, but then he's also given up a bad one where you're just like, what are you doing, dude? Um, I think it's, he's starting to come along a little bit, but um, yeah, uh, what are you going to do, I guess? Uh, I agree I with you. That now. I think he's really just starting to hit his stride now. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, yeah, I agree with you that the late goals are a little bit concerning, but it's they usually play well in the third periods. Uh, it's not like they sit back. So. Well, they do. They have been playing well, and you're right. To your point, it has been unfortunate, untimely, terrible goalkeeping where they yeah. just let in a fluke goal. I mean, I think it was in both wild games where that actually happened. Um, so Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think so, because yeah. they put really well in the yeah. third, and they got the late. Yeah. So um, let's put a pin in the wild home-to-home. Home. We won't have to see them again this season, most likely. Uh, ever. Yeah, I, yeah I no, we're I'm, not seeing them again this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so listen, you take you, four points out of four. That's, that's a huge win for the Devils, so uh, kudos to them. I guess now we can touch on the, the Blues game. Yeah, um, I mean, everyone saw, you know, Hughes going to the boards hard. Um, I think when it happened, everyone was worried, you know, obviously that he, like, dislocated his shoulder again. I didn't think that was the case because of the way he was hunched over. He and tried he came to- back for a second shift. Yeah, he tried to keep playing. If he had dislocated his shoulder, he would have just gone off the ice like he did. He would have gone off the ice right away like he did when he dislocated when his shoulder. When it happened, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I didn't think that was the case. But, you know, what Elliot Friedman said... on or the collarbone, because that would have been in play as well. Yeah, and it, I mean, they said they voted worst-case scenario, so I have to assume he didn't break his collarbone, because that would, would be more than a three- to four-week timeline that Ryan Novosinski gave this afternoon. Um, I, so, I, I can't be a doctor, but like bruised shoulder or something like that? I don't know. Something like that. I guess it's like Elliot was saying on 32 Thoughts today, shoulders injuries are kind of tough. It just depends the way the body responds. Um, in, I mean, they did avoid a worst-case scenario, so I think that's the good news here is that he's only going to be out for a few weeks and not months like the Devils initially thought when he got hurt, um, that that could be a possibility. So they avoided it. And But getting back to the game... You could tell that they were deflated when Jack got hurt there. I say there was five minutes of like fuck. Yeah, even more than that. It happened early in the first period. It was really like honestly, like yeah, probably about yeah, because it was like mid second that they started to pick it up. Yeah, so it was honestly like maybe the next I don't know twenty to twenty five minutes of the game. I think Curtis Lazar even said after the game that they were kind of deflated after it happened, which you could see it in their play. But then. They got it going the you know the second half of the game. Lazar gets them within two one, and then they had a ton of quality chances to tie the game. I think did Meyer hit the post at one point, or Dougie Hamilton? I think hit the post in that one. Yeah, rang it and off, the, and then Toffoli uh, roofed the shot. You know, in the last couple of minutes, um, that would have at least given the Devils a point. And you know, thought Meyer played. Thought Meyer played well. 
Yeah, he was definitely that was one of his better games of the season. I think he's still not all the way there at five and five yet. He's basically he was a little bit, I guess, a sum of what this team was like for the first few games. He was the ultimate power play merchant. He's uh, really getting all of his points on the power play before these last couple of games, but I think he's starting to come along at five and five now, which is kind of encouraging. Um, so yeah, he had a good game. I think he. I think he ended that game with like five shots on goal at five on five, and he had a bunch of scoring chances and high danger chances as well. I think all strength, he had like seven shots on goal. So that was definitely encouraging to see from him. Bennington made a couple of good saves on him too. So it wasn't for the lack of opportunity. Um, He had these chances. He just didn't score. Yeah, he... I just don't know if he... Can he take over a game? Because I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I mean, he's capable of it, but I agree that I haven't seen it from him yet. Because, um, like, I've seen Dougie do it. I've seen, obviously, we've seen Jack do it. You've seen Jesper do it. I mean, you even seen Nico do it. But Timo's, you know, we're paying Timo the most out of all of them. Can Timo do it? Yeah, that's, I mean, he's done it in the past, um, but the San Jose Sharks also asked him to do a lot of stuff that I don't think the Devils are really going to ask him to do because they did just don't have the talent on their roster, um, at least even when he was there. So we'll see. I mean, they're, they're going to need him to do that a little bit, even when Nico Heischer gets back. Um, you know, the Devils kind of like to have three guys, you know, doing the hard work offensively. So even with Jack, even when Nico gets back and Jack's out for a few weeks, you'd like to see Timo, uh, Nico, and Jesper Bratt kind of carry this team offensively at five and five. And we've seen some signs of it the last couple of games. And Plot, like Plot can't get away easily, too. I mean, he's got to step it up a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, I think you should. Fans should probably start giving up on Palat. Not giving up on Palat, but they... Uh, this is the second year, dude. This is, can't give up. This is the second no. year. Yeah, well, I'm telling you right now, it's not looking good. So, um, yeah, just temper your expectations there. Uh, I actually don't think Palat's been that bad. He's had some chances that just haven't gone in the back of the net. But. It just seems like the puck's bouncing off his stick. It, it just seems like he, 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 he never in full control of the puck. Yeah, but I think fans just at this point don't expect them to have come close to, you know, performing up to the six million dollar cap. It I don't think it's happening at this point. I know we're only like two years into the contract, but uh, it's looking as just calling it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. I mean, listen, if anything, he just brings some veteran leadership at a inflated price. Uh, like no one should have ever expected him to like score him offensively. Yeah, but it'd be nice if he chipped in, right? Yeah, I think he will eventually. I don't think he's playing poorly, to be honest. Yeah, and listen, hopefully now this is this opens Dawson Mercer up too. Yeah, we'll get into that. He did play well in St. Louis, but I, you know, getting the goal in the Blackhawks game would definitely uh, should be a confidence boost for him. Anything else? Oh, uh, one other thing from the Blues game: Akira Schmidt. I thought he played fantastic. He's the reason they were in it for a lot of it. He stopped, uh, let's see, 33, yeah, save percentage of 9.39. Fantastic performance from him. Yeah, he needed that badly because uh, his last couple starts were pretty bad. Um, stopped all power play uh, shots as well. Yeah, to point that the Devils really needed him to show. They needed him to show something that they could count on him because they can't just give Vanacek every start. Um, 
So that was definitely good. I think the the you know the quality of the opponent had a little bit to do with him bouncing back. Like the Blues have some worse five on five numbers than the Sharks this season, which is you know kind of hard to believe. Their, their offense has just been a complete black hole um, at five on five. So it was a good spot for him to you know, get back and get, I guess, a good get right spot for him. Um, and he did play really well. So he gave him a quality start in the end, and uh, and he really kept the team in it while they were still. Kind of coming to <laughs> coming to realization that Jack is going to be out for a while. Yeah, so he kept them in it, and you know, I th- they could have easily gotten a point out of that if they converted some of the chances they got in the second half of the game. But he gave them that chance too, so that's what you needed in that situation. Listen, the the Hayes goal is atrocious uh, defending. Let's let, and it <laughs> yeah, was an awful the, turnover, awful yeah. turnover by Timo too. Let's let's yeah. be honest, that was an awful turnover. Yeah. Outside of that, I thought they played a really good hockey game. Um, let's let's give them a little bit a break on on the morning of Jack Hughes because I, personally I was morning as well, so I will give them a break there. But when they decided to turn it on as a team, you know they they were missing a little beat, but because they couldn't score like they normally do. But the way they were playing, it was still that fast paced, quick, you know, hard hockey team to play against. Yeah, I mean, there was points in the third period where they were just the Blues couldn't do anything in the they couldn't get the puck out of the defensive zone. Like the Devils were just kind of cycling the puck back and forth and sustaining offensive pressure, and the Blues they couldn't even get the puck on their stick. Um, I think they did an alright job of keeping the Devils the perimeter at time, but for the most part, you could see that they were getting chances. Um, so yeah, I thought they played a good game. They ended up with like I think just over sixty percent of the expected goals against the Blues, um, which is good, obviously. So um, yeah, I don't like they lost the game four one, but that's because of the two empty netters at the end. I think um, they played a really solid game otherwise, and I don't really, especially since Jack was injured, like I don't really have too many complaints from that game to be honest. Alex, what was just take a guess what the faceoff percentage split was? Um, I know they didn't do well against Chicago, but I think they did pretty well against St. Louis, right? Was it like 60 40? 61.1 to 38.9. Yeah, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I remember they did well that game. It was the Chicago game. I think that they didn't do that great in the draws. They did even better in the Minnesota game. 63.3 versus 36.7. That is pure domination. And that's what El Nico. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's when you guys have guys like Holland. You guys have Nosek, who is a great centerman as well. Yeah, and, and it, helps when, it helps when you have um, Holland, McLeod, too, who can take, who are really good at draws. You still have, and Lazar is not bad at them, too, if he needs to take them. So they have, you know, they got some guys who can help in the face-off circle. Now, the Blackhawks, uh, they lost, but it was only 53.7 to 46.3, so not awful. Okay, yeah, so it did get better as the game progressed. I think it was pretty yeah. bad halfway of it or something like that. So in this game, they did not get the first goal. Uh, our old pal Taylor Hall did. But after that goal, I think they turned it on and they started playing some really good hockey. Yeah, they were the better team for the rest of that game. After the first goal, uh, the Blackhawks really couldn't do much of anything at 5-on-5. Five um, you know, and the Devils' power play uh, was it one for three? I think in that game, right? Yep. Um, 
Yeah, Dawson Mercer, obviously, was, he gets the power play goal, which is huge for his confidence. Uh, he really needed that, but I thought he played... It's a big move, too. It wasn't like a lucky goal. Like He made a sort of cut towards the slot and and put it in. Full scores goal, uh, goal for sure. So, um, yeah, I think he played pretty well that game for the most part. Uh, the, the defensive game is um, kind of not great with him at this point, but I think you just take take it for what it is. Um, it's kind of shocking because he's a great penalty killer, and you know he was always touted as a great two-way player. Yeah, I don't know if it's him that's dragging down the defensive number, or if it's Timo Meyer. Uh, I'd have to dig into that a little more, but that could be a factor. Um, but yeah, he played well. Um, his um, his on ice results were pretty good that game. I think expected goals was somewhere above fifty percent. I don't remember exactly, but. Yeah, he's starting to come along, which I think shows that he listened to me putting him in the dungeon last week. Um, Confirmed, Dawson Mercer's a listener. Devil's on the rush. He's been playing a little bit better since we put him in the dungeon, so that's good. Um, whether the points come in bunches, I don't know. Um, we'll see. He's Even with some of the line juggling in the, this game with him, I think he finished the game with Palat and Meyer. You know, there's still opportunity for points there. So... Um, yeah, I liked his game, um, but I like the, the, just the team in general. Like, you know, people, I'm sure fans were wondering, like, even though it's the Blackhawks, were they going to be able to tilt the ice without Hughes and Heischer? But I mean, the, the Blackhawks did, they couldn't do anything against the Devils um, at 5 on 5. It was all Devils at that game state. Yeah. And then one sloppy play against Donato brings the game within one goal. And here we are with. Timo again, bad yeah, turnover. Bad, bad turnover by Timo again. But come on down Broadway, Max Willman, beautiful steal, hustle play, and finishes a breakaway. Good for him. Came into the Devils on a PTO. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with him, not just because of that goal. I thought like he had a really good game. Um, he was noticeable all over yeah. the ice. His skating is pretty nice. Like he can definitely keep pace with how the Devils want to play. I'm not really concerned about that based on what I saw in the Hawks game. But you know, he also had um, he blocked a shot and then like chased the puck down the defensive zone. Block a Connor Murphy shot, chased the puck down the defensive zone. Then Connor Murphy got frustrated with him, took a penalty that drew a Devils power play. And there was a moment in the third period too where he chased down the puck and beat out an icing. So like little things like that. Then don't necessarily uh, show up on the score sheet all the time. He was doing stuff like that. That's going to keep him in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, for now, for sure. I mean, he's going to be staying in the lineup until, you know, at least Nico Heischer comes back. But even then, you know, if he keeps playing like this, he could make a case for him to stay in over, like, someone like Bastion or something like that. It will be interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, he was good. I think Bastion's actually been playing quite well. Um, yeah, I think he's been pretty good too, and he's one of their main penalty killers, but, um, Willman, I mean, you know, just kind of come up from Utica like that and just fit in, you know, really no problem. Uh, pretty impressive. Comes back, Tierney's out. Willman's still in. I forgot about Chris Tierney. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, he looked good last night, and the Devils will need not just from Willman, obviously, but they'll need guys like Lazar, who stepped up again uh, last night. To I think his goal made it three one, right? Um, they'll they need it, players. It, like- and hold on, before you move ahead, John Marino's seventh assist of the season. 
Yeah, I, I I don't know why when I was writing up the game, I thought he had two assists, but it turned out he had one. Um, but yeah, he's been uh, he's been pretty good this season. I feel like fans maybe think he's been struggling a little bit, but I, I don't know about that. I think he's been actually quite good. Um, I think he's been great. I love John Marino. Yeah, I think he's been really good this season. He had a really good game against the Blackhawks. Yeah, I guess the Blackhawks didn't for whatever reason. He spent most of his ice time against Connor Bedard last night. And, Bedard only had like an expected goals share of 23.3% or something like that. So not only was Marino contributing a little bit offensively, but he was also shutting down, you know, the Blackhawks top player. Um, so that was impressive. That's what we've come to know from Marino. And that's what he did against Chicago. And if he keeps doing this regularly, like it wasn't coming the first few games of the season, but now he's starting to put up performances like this a little more often. That obviously helps the Devils moving forward. They can't hurt. No, not at all. If he's if he's playing top of the game, lights out from from the Devils. Anything else you want to touch on from this game? You know, it, it was really the depth that came to play and and starred. Uh, you know, it didn't really seem like you know the top lines did get get some momentum, but credit credit to the depth guys, they won this game. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Lazar and Wellman and these Eric Hall, I, I thought had a pretty good game too. These guys in the bottom six that were really contributing um, offensively, um, kind of helping you know helping the team tilt the ice at five and five. Uh, you know, Tyler Toffoli's off um, Tyler Toffoli's empty net goal getting waved off cost me my fantasy match this week, so that happened too. I was not happy about that because it was barely we off. Promise we'll update the fantasy stats soon. We promise even- that. In my fantasy league with uh, some guys from Todd Cordell's Discord, um, yeah. it cost it cost me my fantasy matchup. Would have won if Tofoli was on side there. So that wasn't great, but I'll take the win. You know, the Devils <laughs> winning, so got no issue. Yeah, it was it was a good game for for the Devils. Yeah, Tech I mean, played well. Um, obviously, had that ridiculous save. Yeah, they looked more like the team that we saw last season. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Kind of clubbing teams at five on five. I think that's starting to come back to them now. Well, I think they're just going to have to do that to win games. Yeah, I mean that's what they did last season, and you know, I'm expecting when Jack and Nico are healthy too. That obviously they'll be able to continue it, but it shows that even without those two guys, that they just they have the system in place now. Like they got it down, and the system, Lindy Ruff system, can just you know help them control the um, play at five on five, even without their top guys. When was Curtis Lazar ever the first star of a game? Um, probably never. Um, Shout out was, to Curtis Lazar. I know it was like the first time he had scored back-to-back goals. Um, you know, in back-to-back games, I think since like 2015 or something like that. Um, they showed it on the broadcast last night. Um, so good yeah, for him. Yeah, good for him. He's played really well this season. His defensive impacts have been very, very good. All right, should we take a quick break? All right, let's take a quick break. Hey, everyone. Alex here from NJ Devils on the Rush. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. For example, the Giants and Commanders are playing this week. Commanders are... Uh, minus 125 and two-point favorites, while the Giants are plus one or five 
and the over-under for that game is 39.5 at minus 110. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we are back with everyone's favorite segments, starting with Stop Tech! Alejandro, this is your segment this week. Please. Bless us with some stats. Yeah, all right. So um, sticking with Curtis Lazar um, and his good performances from the last couple of games, um, he finished the Blackhawks game with the best game score among not just Devils skaters, but all skaters in the game last night. Um, He had a game score of 3.31, and that was not only due to him playing well defensively, but he had the goal couple of shot box, um, and they, his line really just didn't allow the Blackhawks to do anything. I don't know how many times, the reason I share this stat is, and it's something that Todd Cordell posted, pointed out on Twitter, is I don't know how many times Curtis Lazar is going to lead, you know, Devil's skaters in game score for a game, so we'll give him his love here because he's been playing well and he just did give something. Give him like his flowers, baby. I don't think that's something he's going to do very often, even with Jack and Nico out. I guess you never know. Um, but he was really good. And yeah, that's and for all those people thinking Alex Holtz should be up the lineup, is Alex Holtz leading an entire game in game score? Answer uh, me that, Alex. He didn't lead this game in game score. Um, I don't think he was very high, but I think it was the Blues game where he was like top three or four or something like but that. So. Was it number one? That's my point. No. But he's been better. He's been better than Lazar. Let's not come on. <laughs> no, it's a great stat and just speaks to the depth. And he's a bargain at a million bucks, million yeah. buckaroos. So good to good pickup by Fitz. Yeah, for sure. All right, should we move into the dungeon? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, Alex, who are you throwing in the dungeon this week? Uh. Like, I could say the boards in St. Louis for hurting Jack, but um, it's a tough one because I didn't really think anybody played, like, all that poorly this past week. But, I mean, Brandon Smith has been, been a little bit of a problem at 5-on-5. Like, his penalty killing is really So, like, the reason he stays in the lineup is because of his penalty killing. Like, he's been very good on the penalty kill, but he's been a liability. <laughs> It's not. It, it's that, but it, there's also there's literally no one else. I mean, they could get Cal Foot a shot, but I guess they don't have much confidence in him. That's something I'm writing about now. Did Cal Foot instill confidence in you during the preseason? Uh, I mean, he only played like two games, but yeah, I guess not. Um, 
Yeah, the thing is with, um, yeah, I think I'm writing about it now, but like it's kind of becoming clear that the defense might be in need ahead of the trade deadline, and apparently Calgary's already making calls, gauging the market for their three pending UFA. Get me Zadorov. Get me that big boy down in Jersey. Neither him or Noah Hannafin makes a ton of sense for the Devils, and by the time the deadline rolls around, they'll have accrued enough cap space but to... What's their contract sitch there, though? Isn't Hannafin agent, free agent? Both uh, free agents next summer, yeah. So they're going to Tanev, actually, because I feel like he'd be a little bit cheaper. Uh, I mean, his cap hit's like $5 million a year. Uh, I mean, I think they're fine on the right side. I think they need a left shot more than they do on the right, to be honest. Oh, okay. That's fair. Well, because Luke is playing on the right side. So, like, if you have Luke and John Marino and Dougie on the right side. Don't you want Luke on the left, though? He played, like, the right side, like, pretty much his whole college career. So, I'm not really too concerned about it. It hasn't been an issue for him so far. No, it hasn't. I was just saying, naturally, though, I thought you would get a right-hand defenseman. Yeah, no, I don't think that's uh, too much of a problem, honestly. I think they need a left shot. uh, Like, I'm not... I'm not confident about rolling into the playoffs. You're not going to sign that person long-term because of, you know, Nemec coming up. I mean, if it's a left-handed shot, you you could, maybe. It depends. Um, but, like, I would not be confident rolling into the playoffs with the left side. If Jonas Siegenthaler, Kevin Ball, and Brendan Smith, you're going to have to address that at some point. And as of now, it looks like it'll be their biggest need. I mean, Kevin's played well, though. Yeah, but I still rather have him on the third pair and someone like Hannafin playing second pair minutes. Fair. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. But see, when uh, Luke comes and plays with Dougie, he plays on the left side. Yeah, but he's playing the right side with Brandon Smith, so like, if you put him on the right side, I don't really think... That's, he's only playing the right side with Brandon Smith because Brandon Smith can't play the right side. Yeah, but like... Who cares? Who cares? Like, if Luke can play the right side, you can keep him there. What's the okay. issue? He did it in college career. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, if you're bringing in someone like Zadorov or Hannafin. Yeah. And you'd prefer Hannafin? Yeah, he's good. Okay. Okay. What do you think that would cost us? I don't know. That's the thing. I think, based on what Elliot Friedman said on 32 Thoughts, the Calgary's just still gauging the market for these three guys because they kind of know things are not looking great for their season right now too so just something to monitor i didn't even like i still got to finish writing it but i didn't even like get into like what it could cost or something it was just like like more like hey these two guys are good and it's something that you know fans should be keeping an eye on as the season progresses if that was neat defensemen zadorov and hannafin could be fits for them down the road yeah, but also on 32 Thoughts, he was definitely making it known that the, the Canadian teams need defensemen at bad. Yeah, I mean, they all do. It would be funny if Edmonton acquired... I can't see Calgary trading with Edmonton. I don't think that's happening. But, like, Toronto... I put Edmonton over the edge to win a cup. I think Edmonton's... I think they need a goalie more than they need defensemen, to be honest. Their, their goaltending has been just god-awful. Like, that's really the problem there. It's been so bad for so long. Uh, This is Brandon Smith in the dungeon, by the way. Great, great job bringing it back. Great job bringing it back. Sorry for the tangent, but sometimes it just goes. Yeah, it's a podcast. 
Okay, short notes. Smithsel Dungeon, Zdorov, Hannafin. You prefer Hannafin. I want Tanev. Yeah. Who do you have in the dungeon? It's a great question, Alex. <laughs> great question. Yeah, I mean, there's not that many picks from the last week. Everyone played pretty well. The injury bug is going in the dungeon. We have Nico out. We have Jack out. Thomas Nosick. God knows it's Colin Miller. Where's Colin Miller? He's yeah. out. He, right? he might actually be in a dungeon somewhere. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Colin Miller. I'm putting an ABB out. Yeah. You know where Colin Miller is. And uh, then Nolan Foot too. Nolan Foot. So the injury bug is going in the dungeon because hopefully they're just getting him out of the way now, right? And we we can have a healthy rest rest of the season. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the, the good news is that that some of these injuries are I don't know what no sex injury is, but uh, and Miller too. I don't really know, but it doesn't seem like these are injuries that will keep these guys out for months. So I guess that's a good well, thing. I feel like um, Miller and Nosek might be out for months. I, uh, no, well, I mean, who did say Nosek was maybe, Okay, maybe, but I feel like Miller's not. Yeah. Close. I mean, they didn't put, they didn't put either guy on LTIR, so maybe it's not terrible. I don't know. Um, but no, I think the LTIR time, like oh, they need to make any roster space either. Yeah, I think that's the thing too. Is like the LTIR thing is they didn't do that, so they you know helps them accrue cap space. I think it's complicated, something like that. So um, yeah, we'll see when these guys get back. But the injury bug is is a good one. They were due for worse injury luck this season, but it's kind of hit them pretty hard to start uh, 2023-24. But it's hitting, it's hitting a bunch of teams, too. I mean, you know, you never want to see a player like Fox go down. That's unfortunate. Yeah, he's out for, for a few weeks, at least. There's Shesterkin's out. But I think Shesterkin's, like, day-to-day. Day, yeah. Um, and uh, who I think's their best center, Philip Heatel. Uh he's, he's out a little bit, too, right? Um, I got to check that, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is, too. And then, like, there's some, like, Ridley Gregg was having a really good start for Ottawa. Looked like he was going to be, like possibly in the Calder conversation. He's out for a few games, too. Um, isn't Thomas Chabot out for a while as well? Yeah. This team's dealing with injuries, that's for sure. Definitely. And I think, you know, Tampa Bay got some good news that Vasilevsky will be back by yeah. Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, I thought Cooper said that. Do we have them before Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, we do I don't not. Know. I don't we think do they not. do. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking in that regard. Yeah. All right, let's get out of the dungeon. I think we've covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, three stars of the week. Who are you going with, Alex? Yeah, so first star, oh, first star, third star, uh, I got to give some you know, continued love to Curtis Lazar here. Um, just, you know, I mean, you need players like him to step up when you got injuries um, to big players like Hughes and, uh, sure and he was a big factor in you know getting the Blackhawks win and he kind of helped them bring them back into the game against uh St. Louis so um yeah I really liked his performance um and the defensive game is always solid with him that's really been like where he's added a ton of value this season too so that always helps nice yeah I'm gonna go with John Marino as yeah, my I was third thinking star. John Marino as my third as well he's been playing quite well against, you know, the the best line of the other team. So he's playing the tough defensive minutes. And as I mentioned earlier, he's got seven assists, so good for him. Yeah. He's playing playing some really great hockey for the Devils. 
Yeah, his um, I had when I was still writing about the Devils for the hockey writers before the season. I had I like kind of mentioned, you know, if Marino did he have more offensive ability in his game because like all his micro stats are like really terrific. Like he's a really efficient puck mover, and we saw you know in his rookie season with Pittsburgh that like he's capable of putting up some offensive some offense from the back end. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, to start this season, he's looks like he's maybe found a little bit of that offensive game again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, who are you going with as your second star? So, second star, um, I got to go with Michael McLeod because he's stepped up. Yeah, he stepped up in the, you know, the Nico role and he's really, he's helped their top six look legit still. So, um, I hasn't missed to be. He's my second star as well. He's been phenomenal. He, yeah, the, the, yeah, the two way impacts from him, like offensively, he's never been great prior to this season. But this year, it looks like he's got some better offensive impacts to start the season. Uh, he's never really got shoot the puck. He's he's great. Yeah, his playmaking is good. His skating is good. He's been good in transition. I like, um, he's really helped you know move the puck through the neutral zone. I think even before he was moved up into the top six role. But yeah, I mean, they moved them up into, you know, I guess the first or second line, however you want to label them. And he's, you know, had no issues. He's one C, whatever line you want to say it, he's one C right now. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not even close. He's been fantastic. Still great on the penalty kill, still taking every draw that matters. And just been fantastic. So shout out to Michael McLeod. Yeah, no, that's a good one for sure. All right. Who are you going with your first star? This should be interesting. I got I mean, Jesper Bratt had a really good uh you know set of games. Um what did he have against Minnesota? Did he have two was it a goal and an assist? No, he had two two assists. Yeah, two assists, yeah. So he had yeah, three assists. sorry, he had three assists. He had a four point game in Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, that's the four point game. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's probably that was his first four point game of his career. That's right. So that's good enough to get your first star, I think. Um, especially since it was kind of light last week. Um, you know, games wise. Um, so and he's yeah, now too. I mean, listen, I completely agree with you. Jasper's got to get the first star. He's been incredible. But you know, him and Timo, it, it, it's it's time to put the team on their back a little bit. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, he was wearing the A uh, against Chicago, um, so that's obviously a, you know a big thing for him as well. And I, frankly, he deserves it. He, I think he's really become a leader on the ice with his play this season, especially with the added aspect of his physicality. And he just has a knack for being a great penalty killer. He's got great hand-eye coordination with nabbing those pucks out of the air and been sneaky on the forecheck. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to get that first shorthanded goal. I think it's only a matter it's of time. It's coming, right? It's coming. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't been used on the penalty kill that much yet, but there's going to be like one opportunity at some point where he either sets up a great like shorthanded goal or he gets one himself. Yeah, I love when they throw him out with like 20 seconds left and you know, he just creates havoc cuz it's the second unit for them and he oh, he's great. Yeah. Like I want to when Nico gets back, you know, I want to see him and Nico on the penalty kill a little bit. I think that yeah, would be dangerous That's for other. They're not it's terrible. Like Matthews Marner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that uh, you know covers it for three stars. 
Yeah, definitely. All right. Should we look at the week ahead? Yeah, light schedule this week. Another light schedule, but a big game on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, big game on Tuesday. Right? Yeah. Uh, TNT and HBO Max, 10 p.m. start. I'll be honest, I'm going to be in bed for this one, so I'll have to yeah, watch it the next day. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, yeah, Colorado's been a pretty interesting team this season. I think what? Done- they have some, some impressive performances, but then they have performances like they did against the Golden Knights and got completely shellacked. Yeah, haven't they gotten shut out in like three of their last four or five games or something like that. Like I remember they got shut out against Buffalo. They got shut out against Vegas, obviously. And I think there was another shutout in between those two games. Well, I hope we get the shutout and not them on a revenge tour. Yeah. I I'll take a look at it when, you know, I'm doing the preview for that game, but I don't like their forward depth. Um, I didn't like it this off season. Like I really didn't like anything they did this off season. I didn't like them acquiring Ryan Johansson. Scratch and Tatar. Yeah, Tatar has not. I like that signing, but he hasn't fit in so far. Ross Colton, I think, has been okay. I think Miles Wood has like one goal and like one assist in like however many games they've played so far. I just thought they had a bad offseason and like they needed to strengthen their forward depth, but it doesn't look good so far. Um, like when they're top, it's like when someone said to me on Twitter, like if their top six is not humming really specifically the top line, like that team is, uh, they're not great. Um, and I think Kel McCarr, did he get injured the other night? I thought I had saw some, someone. Say I hope he, not. He's such a joy yeah, to watch on the ice. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. But if he's out for that game, that would be huge, obviously. But I got to look that up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting matchup. Like last year, everybody remembers that game when the Devils beat Colorado 1 nothing. It was kind of like the Devils coming out party a little bit. It's like, hey, we're here. You know, we're, we're time now. They have the target on their back, but I feel like the Avalanche are not as good as people think they are and they're on their heels. They're reeling a little bit at the start of the season with some of these scoreless games. I'm sure they're going to be motivated to come out and play well because they just got shellacked by Vegas, but it's an interesting matchup. It definitely is. I mean, reminder, Landis Cog's still out and I mean, will be out for, yeah, for an extended yeah. period. So that that's that's like us losing Nico, right? For two yeah. seasons. Almost. Yeah, it's right? crazy. Yeah, he's going to miss two full seasons. Yeah, he's not coming back yeah. this season. Yeah, so two full seasons missing your captain. They still got Nate the Great. They still got Ranton, and they still got plenty of firepower in that lineup. If Cal's playing, he's like another forward on, you know, a fourth forward out there. Yeah, you mean Kale. What did I say? Yeah. Cal? Like, yeah, yeah, Kale. Like Cal, Kale. 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 I was like, Cal. Oh, sorry, 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 Kale, Kale. Yeah. But. Listen, if the Devils come and play that five-on-five clubbing hockey as you have co- uh, as you have coined it, there's no reason they can't win this game. Yeah, it's like Colorado's, even despite some of these shutout losses, um, they've still posted really good five-on-five numbers this season. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins the battle at five-on-five because they look pretty even, these two teams. It's just like, is this going to be one of the Colorado games where their forward depth doesn't show up and they get no scoring um, despite, like, playing well at 5-on-5, five five, or are they going to break out after getting, because they want to prove a point after getting killed by Vegas. You know, I'm assuming Vanacek starts this game, so you're going to need a quality start from him. I think Colorado's definitely going to get some chances. Well, you know Miles Wood's going to be motivated. 
Yeah, I saw he's going out to dinner with you know some of the Devils teammates um, before the game. I think tonight, as we're recording this, if I had saw that correctly, I think he's so. got a new crypto coin to pitch them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. All right, and then they wrap up with the Caps on Friday. Disappointing game against the Caps the first time around with that seesaw of a game. Three, you know, three consecutive shutout periods for the opposing team which was a wild stat. Yeah, that game was crazy. You really see a more buttoned-up performance against this okay Caps team. Yeah, and the Caps, they've looked pretty bad to start the season, but they've gotten it together. I think they've won something like three out of their last four or four out of five or something like that. Um, So they look a little better now. Um, you know, I mean, the last time, so it's kind of funny, the last time the Devils played, when the Devils played the Capitals, Last season, uh, it was that game where Blackwood kind of stunk, and it was like a 6-3 game. It was a little kind of crazy. And, and after that, they went on the 13-game winning streak. Obviously, no 13-game winning streak this time, but since that first Capitals game this season, which happened on like almost the same date, the Devils have been playing a lot better at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they look um, against Washington on Friday. They're, they're definitely the better team. Uh, you know, Is Nico back for that game, too, since they'll be back at home? Right, That's a home game, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is a home game. Maybe Nico is back for that game. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I mean, they're better than the Cap. So fingers you know. crossed, man. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I would be happy with just you know one and one this week. I think Colorado game is the, definitely a tough one, just given what happened in the last Avalanche game for them. You know, the Avalanche's last game, getting killed by Vegas. I think they want to make a point here. So that'll be a tough one, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Make your point, whatever. Devil's got to come out and play. Who do you think yeah. they put in net? I think that's it. I think. Do you think you go to Schmidt? I think you go Vanacek, Colorado, and Schmidt for Washington because then they don't play again until next Tuesday after the Capitals game. So that'd be a really long layoff for Akira. Although Akira did, he was the one in the net for the Capitals game the first time, right? I think you go Akira against Avalanche knowing you're going to get peppered early. And I feel like Akira getting peppered, that gets him in the game. I think he likes feeling the puck. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I didn't think of that. Yeah, maybe you do go Akira first game or against the Avalanche and then you um, Vanacek, you know, Washington is his former team. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, yeah, I I changed my mind. I go Akira against Colorado and then you get Vanacek against his former team. Uh, on Friday, I think that's the better way to go. Yeah, because then you still have Vanacek off, you know, 12, 13. He can play Winnipeg. You can throw Schmidt in the... Ugh. Yeah, the schedule is tough. It's going to put Schmidt in for the Rangers game? Oh, yeah. I mean, after what he did last season, why not? <laughs> right? In that, in that playoff series, just put him in there. Yeah, I, I'm, put, I'm leaning to... I mean... We'll see, you know, when we record Saturday night home game. That place is going to be insane. I think you got to go Kira that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're looking too far ahead, but yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to add, Alex? No, I'm good here. That wraps it up for this episode. Yeah. Well, can we? We haven't done this yet, but. Where are you writing these days, Alex? 
so I'm writing for Devils on the Rush Substack. Um, yeah, I don't. I should be promoting it more here. It's obviously my fault. Um, yeah, not doing it for the hockey writers anymore. I'm writing about the Devils for um, you know my own Substack now. I started that back. Oh, what was it four weeks ago? So I already topped 100 subscribers. So thanks to everyone who subscribed um, over the last few weeks. Obviously, hoping to get more as we keep going rolling here. But yeah, you can obviously subscribe for free if you want. But there's also a paid thing too. I'm running it at a 30% discount for the next couple of weeks before doing a bigger, um, you know, hike up for the discount rate for Thanksgiving week. I'll have more on that on social media in a couple of weeks, but. Yeah, we'll have two articles for the the Substack tomorrow. Um, one obviously would be the preview of the Avalanche game, which will be for paid subscribers, and then I'll be doing my Devils News Rewind with touching on Jack, and then the Calgary stuff, which will be available to everyone. That one will be free. That Devils News Rewind thing I'm doing will be a free weekly post that I do all the time. So um, yeah, if you're not subscribed, you know. Um, and you just had no idea this was even a thing uh, before I mentioned it on like, you know, four weeks after I started it, you could subscribe for free. Um, this links in my Twitter bio, to, uh, to subscribe there. And then if you want to chip in, you know, uh, but the juicy stuffs, the juicy stuff you got it, you got to pay up for though. The juicy um, stuff which yeah, is good. No, sure. Um, but I was reading on Substack too, that like, it's interesting too, like how you want to, how to divide like free and paid stuff. Like. You do have to make like a, a juicy freed one, uh, especially when you're first starting off. Like you have to make a juicy piece free every once in a while because you need to gain subscribers and stuff. So be interesting to see. I still have to decide how I want to divide that kind of stuff. It's something I've been struggling with here with the last few weeks, but I think I have an idea of how I want to do it now. So, um, but yeah, if you I obviously appreciate it if you subscribe for free, but obviously. You know, if you want to take the discount rates, there's always going to be a discount rate on my site. Um, so if you are looking to get a good deal for Devils coverage, you know, just uh, head to my Twitter bio and click on the link devilsontherush.substack.com and it'll take you, it'll give you all the options you want to, to subscribe. You couldn't pay full price if you wanted to. Get, get, get out your phones, get out your laptops, get out your tablets, go out there and subscribe. It's all over his Twitter page. It's all over his Instagram page. Devils on the Rush Twitter account. Get out there, subscribe. It's great freaking content. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it, Mr. Fisherman. And with that, I will put a wrap on this week's episode. We'll be back after the Capitals game sometime over the weekend or Monday uh, to preview that week ahead and recap those games. But with that, well, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.